Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee and Tea Talk. I'm your host, Les Sexton, and here with me, as always, my co-host, Hoyt Priest. You're listening to a Red Barn Media production up next to Southwest Michigan's The Bag 40 Podcast. This is Southwest Michigan, the Back 40 Podcast. I am your host, Les Sexton, and here with me as always... Hoyt Priest. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Hoyt, you're back with me. You weren't with me the other day, and I had a blast at the trifecta, and um, I just want to take a little bit of time and thank Phil for hosting that. And uh, man, I had a great time, and I cannot wait for July 8th. Uh, to have you there with me so you can see some of these huge fish. Yeah, I love listening to it, and uh, still a little upset I wasn't there, but yeah. time with my daughter was really important, too. So Yes, and I'm glad you got that time, and uh, I, I had a good time just for the fact that you know I, I was able to interview a lot of people. We had some kids interacting with us, and uh, um, we just we want to thank everybody that, uh, uh, that came over and interviewed. Uh, you are a part of the show, and you are our listener base, and we just we appreciate you, and we uh, cannot wait to be there on July eighth. Uh, before we get into where uh, what we're doing today, I just wanted to kind of go briefly over some of the um, uh, the states that we have that are listening, and we're just going to throw out some stats for all you listeners, and thank you for listening. Um, obviously, we uh, have lots of listeners in Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio, Arkansas, Colorado, North Carolina, Florida, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Texas. That's all the states. I don't that. Quite surprised. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. And we have one listener in Germany. And I don't think we were speaking in German at all. I think we need to go there and see what that yeah, is. Yeah, I think maybe maybe they can get us on some hunting or fishing or something out there. Uh, but or beer real, drinking. Yeah, or, or beer <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Uh, so some of the towns, um, you know, obviously most of the listening uh, listeners are from Michigan. And I just want to kind of go over some of the towns and thank you guys for listening. We have Stevensville, Sault Ste. Marie, Kalamazoo, uh, Grand Ledge, uh, Sterling Heights, Lansing, Niles, Finville, Three Rivers, Dowajack. Uh, do we know anybody from Dowajack? My mom. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and dad. And you were originally from and I'm from Dowajack, yeah. So. And Vicksburg, Bridgman, Holland, Detroit, Westland, South Haven, and Bitten Harbor. Wait, that's a lot of different towns. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh Let's keep this rolling. Yeah, yeah. And, well, that's the reason why we're here today, and uh, I'm going to hand this All off right. to you. We are on location here at Ground Zero in St. Joe, Michigan, with Scott and Jennifer, owners of Ground Zero. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you for having us. So, hey, uh, I just want to get started here and, and let us know. Tell us about yourself and about the shop and, and how you got started. Okay. Well, um, so Scott and some buddies went to the AMS uh, Big uh, Big 30, right? I don't know if it was the Big 30 or 20 <clears throat> when they had it down there in Kentucky, Brandenburg. Yeah, so they went and they uh, competed in that and they won the Average uh, Joe Award. Um, and that got them a guided bow fishing uh, trip with Corey Brossman um, from Interlock out there. 
and many other shows. Um, so the time came to be, but the other two gentlemen were not able to go, so we were able to make it a family trip. So we loaded up and we headed out to learn how to bow fish stingrays. Had an awesome time meeting um, Corey, just sitting by the campfire listening to how he got started and, and really just got me thinking, this is how I started a lot of my other businesses and different things like that. And I didn't sleep all night. I just had ideas running through my head. And in the morning, I couldn't wait for Scott to wake up. I'm like, what do you think about me offering archery classes for the homeschoolers? And he's like, oh, man, you haven't slept, have you? I said, no, I haven't. I got this whole business plan. Here we go. And so I called our homeschool liaison and said, can I do this? And she said, absolutely. Two months later, I offered the first archery class. There were seven students there, and I absolutely had a blast. Um, about a month after the class ended, Scott and I went and took our USA uh, Level 2 course and passed and became certified. And that started our journey as far as being um, with USA Archery. Continued offering classes. They quickly grew to 50 students and then quickly grew to um, 100 students per week for like a 13-week course. It's a lot of kids. It is. What, what, what was that age range that you were? Um, 6 to 18. 6 to 18. Yep, that's pretty and, and the uh, majority of what were... On the higher end or lower end? No, I'd say right there in the middle. Right there in the middle? Yeah, okay. probably the um, 9 to 13. That's good. That's but I had I had quite a few stay with me um, to the end. Um, some of them have become coaches, you know, just as they've grown up, they start working for us. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we talked last uh, with Phil at Tacklehaven. So that, we found out about Tacklehaven with a relationship that you have. Yes. So my son has been coming down here for a while. Uh, and actually, he found out, about, found out about Ground Zero through a friend of ours that hunts out the property that, that we have, Noah. Okay. So Noah goes to the Niles location. And um, my son's getting into bow hunting, obviously. And Noah convinced him to come here because hands down you guys have really really good service here and you know what you're doing so uh not only both of you but the people you employ too so very good reputation just want to pass it along that's okay. what sparked me to say hey let's go down to ground zero and see if they want to spend some time with us and talk about their their business yeah so yeah. absolutely yeah, and when and when hoyt even brought it to my attention i was like mm, where you know because i'm you know i'm from hartford so it's like i didn't even know that there was even anything down here everything that i've always visited has been towards the kalamazoo area mm -hmm. so with me working down here i'm like oh well that's a whole lot more convenient for me and hopefully that's what this show is going to do is like bring knowledge to you guys are, are right. here in saint joe <clears throat> and in niles and i'm hoping with all that list of uh towns that we just done there they're, somebody is going to pick this up and hopefully get into uh, one of your guys' shops. Sure. Yeah, we don't do um, advertising per se. It's all mainly word of mouth. <clears throat> so this location we opened uh, be two years last February, and then Niles was uh, September of 2018. So Niles is, um, I say Niles is always busy. Niles is definitely a busier of the two locations. Um, I think a lot of it is exposure. We just haven't um, saturated with the area, the area with the knowledge that we're here yet. Um, we had a lot of 
um, clientele that came from this area down to Niles, and we see them quite often, but there's still, you know, people that stop in, want to know how long we've been here. Um, you tell them two years, and they're astonished because <laughs> they've drove by uh, countless times, but uh, just didn't realize we were tucked in here. So, yeah, yeah, we just need more exposure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hit. both both locations do. We're uh, a pro shop, training center, and uh, range. So our Niles, we have a twenty yard range, but then we have our mountainscape in the corner that's different levels. So you can shoot at you know up the mountainscape, but we also have a thirty foot elevated shooting platform there so that's kind of the specialty of niles here in st joe we have a 30 yard range um, just to give us a little extra feet and this this facility was really designed for competitions so we're hoping that in the future we can host you know some usa competitions local competitions and stuff like that yep well so niles started up first and then you were thinking about another location mm -hmm. you you came here but you had another thought before you came in this actual building here want to explain a little bit about that well yeah ultimately we're interested in uh building a uh shooting complex because <clears throat> mainly what we're about is teaching and promoting archery in general and so um the shop is just kind of a secondary thing to us uh the retail side of it we weren't um striving for we were striving for a, a much larger facility where we could um, host different disciplines of archery so you know not just your 18 meter paper um, shooting but also we were going to have a rather large indoor 3d range massive as a matter of fact so um, we were looking for property along 94 because we figured that would be kind of a good artery right for all areas because the complex that we're um, that we're planning on is it would be a destination not just like uh, hey let's go down there for uh, let's just stop in there and see what it's about i mean this would be somewhere where people from chicago would come and spend the weekend to shoot multiple days people would fly in for competitions yeah we could days. hold huge competitions there because um, we're talking about a 70 meter indoor 3d range with 24 foot side walls um two uh two 20-yard paper rangers then a pro shop attached to it and service center yeah, it is a large complex but we could not we we just we found a piece of property it just wasn't right and just going into covid and stuff we decided yep it was right through covid um and we came across this location and figured we'd just get this opened up and kind of get a footprint in the area and established um and then continue to look for the right piece of property so yeah. if the lord wills it'll be an awesome one that's going to have uh, rv hookups it'll have hopefully we're planning on it having a pond so we can go ahead and teach bow fishing and different things like that um, a mounted archery course um, and then having woods to have a 3d course so people can go and walk through the woods and do different things problem with us is we love all archery yeah. It's not just one discipline of archery. We love it all, and we want to take people where, as far as they want to go with the sport. You know, so. and that's probably like the, one of the biggest misconceptions of archery is they people I think say archery and they think it's this small bullseye. But you know, as we've came in here a couple of times, we've we've known it's it's more than just 
you know, us guys grabbing our bows and going out and, and hunting whitetail. Um, it is so much larger. And this, this is what I'm really excited about because we're learning. And this is what we wanted to do uh, with this podcast is we wanted to learn not just what me and Hoyt know, and that's whitetail hunting, but uh, the all of the different areas of the archery. And um, if you could, one of you, just kind of go through and kind of um, list a couple of these different things that you guys offer again. I mean, there's just so much um, to the archery thing. And one of the things that I'm really interested in, and, and we're probably going to end up doing a podcast with you, is the the mounted because I never even cool. knew that that even existed. And you, <laughs> I would love to watch that. Yes. I mean, that- yeah. And I know you're probably not going to toot your own horn here, but for the listeners, I need you to tell us your rankings, all this, because you are uh, pretty kind of, you're okay at this, right? <laughs> I'm, I, yes, I am okay. I can hold my own. Um, uh, so mounted archery is archery off a horseback. So it's, it's a whole different level. Um, you're making a lot of contact with your arrow. I'm actually drawing the string with my thumb and pushing um, with my pointer finger the arrow against the bow so it stays in one place because with mounted archery bows, we do not have a shelf, okay? It's, they're not allowed for competition. Um, so you're shooting offhand. Yep. Wow, yeah. Which is common in, in traditional archery, not a lot of traditional that people know but there are a lot of long bows self bows that do not have shelves on them um and so there people know about shooting three finger and, and offhand but this is completely different it's thumb draw it's off the right side of the bow for a right hand shooter um, and it's necessary in order to stabilize the arrow so that you can shoot behind your back um and keep the bow yep over your head there's a shot called a jeremaki which is straight down at the track so there'll be a target along the side of the track that shot was actually developed because um, they would ride on castle walls and say the great wall of china and shoot straight down the wall um, at invaders climbing the walls or on ladders so you would literally have to take the bow over your head around your back and shoot straight down the wall behind you because it gives you a full draw so that okay. way you're creating maximum energy and not just plinking uh, a little dart at, yeah. at somebody. And then all this while you're on a horse and the horse is running. Oh, the horse is running, and I am so blessed to have a fast horse. Now, I say that because I have a gypsy and that a gypsy and a halflinger, and that breeds um, are known as cart horses and not loving to run, and I have one of the fastest mounted archery horses. So he loves his job, and, and that helps because – if I can complete the course uh, faster than part-time and I meet the criteria of hitting so many targets, then I get bonus points for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's where the advantage of a fast horse comes in. And he does vary in speed, um, constantly working on that as he, he does love to run. So, yes, I found um, mounted archery in about, uh, 2000, about 2016. 2015 and it was just kind of local um so i just used kind of some bows and learned um but my um, competing didn't start until 2017 the end of 2017 well i went i went and shot texas with you in 17 i thought you shot the year before that hmm okay 
well, time runs on. So, <laughs> yeah. and we, so you travel quite a bit for this. So you take your horse obviously on the road, and you, mm-hmm. you horses at your house too. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, know. yep. So the horses um, will go with me. Um, I do have the option. Some of the competitions you can rent horses, so I could fly in, and a lot of competitors do that. I choose. I love to drive, and so I don't mind hauling my horses across the country. We've been to Arizona, um, Texas several times, Georgia, uh, Virginia Beach. Tennessee, Kentucky. To Tennessee, Kentucky quite a bit. Um, In the beginning when we first started, we had to travel out west for most of the competitions. The east is really starting to grow, so we have uh, more opportunities here in the east. There's actually three chapters um, now in the state of Michigan. So, and I just, uh, this last weekend, competed at the Michigan Centaurs uh, Michigan Open. It was their seventh annual competition. Um, I was happy. Um, it, I was a little nervous. It was my first competition in over uh, a year. And I really, uh, with the demands of the business and, and everything, I really hadn't, haven't had time to practice on horse Uh, for mounted archery besides i fell in love with my compound bow again so i'm gonna be honest i have been shooting my compound and competing with my compound so you know i've been cheating (laughs) on mounted archery with compound archery but um it turned out really well and in this particular competition um had our the number one ranked mounted archer in the state in the in the u.s um the third ranked and i believe um the fourth definitely many within the top 10 okay so um but i love the girls i I know all these we've we got we get along good and and it was just going to be a a good time um but for competing competing wise i wasn't really sure but i was going to do my best uh remember the basics um and really just enjoy myself it worked out well um a lot of good things um you know, my horse just didn't forget the commands and forget what to do, and we ended up pulling second overall. That's amazing. Yeah, that's 20, amazing. Out of 27 competitors. So, yeah, I, I'm very pleased. So, uh, I I guess, um, you know, just listening to you, you know, your your passion is for the mounted, but it kind of sounds like that, that, you know, compound's kind of sliding back in there and, um so which is ironic because i i love the compound that was my first introductory to um archery well besides camp you know so we have the recurve there um love the compound but then when i told him about wanting to start the classes he said well you're gonna have to get some recurves and i'm like i don't want nothing to do with this traditional i know you love it but i don't want anything I, i love my compound he's like well for the ease of troubleshooting and being able to fit a wide range of students you need to use some recurves i'm like that makes sense okay i'll do it once i started teaching on traditional equipment i absolutely fell in love with traditional archery and have not wanted to really get dive back into compound um until until really last year yeah Yeah. he bought me a bow (laughs) he bought me my my, he's bought me a lot of bows (laughs) so i keep them all and they're you know now, going back and forth between those different bows, is it challenging or I mean, you have to keep practicing on all three different kinds? Uh, the, the muscle memory, would it be different muscle memory? Because, I mean, everybody couldn't see what you were doing when they were talking about riding and shooting behind your back. And, I mean, there, she was twisted around, you know, so I'm, I would assume that similar but probably some difference. 
Um, yeah, there are quite a bit of differences. Um, I don't have to, because I do it so often, I don't really have a problem doing it. The other good thing is, is with the mounted archery, both eyes are open. And with my compound, I'm shutting one eye to look through my peep. So right yeah. there, that you know takes, <clears throat> takes a lot of variation. Um, but the things that we have learned through USA Archery and the biomechanics, the shooting with your biomechanics, a lot of it translates to mounted archery. So I try to use those principles. All right, so we just got your passion. Obviously, we, you're, you're probably, you know, if you were given a choice, you're grabbing your bow and grabbing your horse and going out and shooting. Well, you know, um, yes, but there is one thing that could get my interest more than mounted archery, and I'm going to let Scott take that over, and he's going to tell you about bow fishing. And, and thank you for yes. helping me with that, because I was yeah. that's where I was going to, Scott. Um, Another amazing yeah. thing I want to see, this bow fishing. Trying yeah. to segue, are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we do a lot of bow fishing. We used to live uh, in Texas. We lived down there for five years. I did line work in Texas. I do power line work as well. And so um, they, my, my wife Jennifer and, and our daughter Maya, they were up here in Michigan trying to unload a 3,500 square foot a massive house and, re- we, and rentals and yeah. yeah we had a bunch of stuff anyway so um, I was in Texas working they were up here um, tying up some loose ends I was bored out of my mind uh, down there so I bought a bow fishing boat um, mind you I found out through an email that <laughs> yeah. he went to the bank and got along without ask me. for forgiveness never permission right <laughs> so anyway and I had been down there bow fishing with some friends and stuff like that and we had I had bow fished a few times before that this was 2010 Maybe 2010 later. or so um, and I was down, I had bow fished with friends up here before and go down there. I got bored, blah, blah, blah. We lived on Canyon Lake, which is a massive reservoir. Um, they basically dammed up the Guadalupe river and made this huge reservoir. I mean, it's 120 feet deep in some wow. spots. It's like 80, 90 miles to drive around this thing. It's huge. Um, so there's a lot of bow fishing opportunities in Texas, not just Canyon Lake, but we lived right there on Canyon Lake. So um i bought the boat of course she was ticked off she came down i put her and my on the boat and uh that first night everything was forgiven i was a goner yeah. really. she was upset about the boat until archer was involved right <laughs> yeah well she had never been bow fishing no so she came down and i said you're gonna love this and um i don't know if it was the first time she was out on the boat but the gar were spawning and um i mean four five six foot long nose gar females on canyon lake is you know you Um. they're there so she shot a couple of five or six footers and that was all she wrote then we're doing then we're doing competitions and we're winning competitions and we got our three-year-old and we got a raised deck so it works perfect she just we just bring all of the life vests and put them underneath there and she crawls underneath there goes to sleep and we just bow fished all night yeah if she wasn't hanging over the side with a fishnet trying to catch frogs and stuff she was yeah sleeping under the deck so that was kind of the whole start to the the bow fishing thing and um um then we got involved with the uh the stingray ordeal with Corey brossman he kind of gave us the rundown on that we spent a couple of days with him shooting rays um after that we went down to virginia and shot the arc stingray tournament just a few days after we spent our time with Corey, mm-hmm. and then that was just incredible that was amazing and um 
So typically now about every summer we go out for two weeks and we usually bring back about 400 pounds of stingray meat. Our wow. main meat wow. is venison and stingray. Yeah. Wow, yes. stingray. I, I'll have to try I, that I, I just kind of want to rewind a little bit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. me too. Um, so uh, the gar, what are, you, are, what are you guys doing with the gar? Are you guys eating them? Or long, is nose, it? long nose is good to eat. Is it? Yeah, it's a really good clear meat. Um, some of them, okay, if you get into the bigger ones, we've had bigger ones. I've shot actually a 54-inch long nose gar down on uh, Tip Lake Tippecanoe, yeah. and we tried to eat that guy, and it didn't turn out so well. <clears throat> but um, for the most part, I mean, if you've got something like sub-30 inches, they kind of, they're a pain in the butt to clean because they're it's like armor plating, but a pair of tin snips or a machete and whatever there's ways to do it to make it easier but they have um they don't have fillets per se it's more like back straps okay, okay. And, and you mentioned night you do that at night well some yes not the stingrays okay stingrays you know a lot of people shoot stingrays at night Corey brossman goes at night he's got world record butterfly rays that he gets in delaware he spends a whole summer in delaware doing nothing but bow fishing stingrays um and he's got it down to a science. He knows where to go. He's he's the man when it comes to that. Um, we like to go out during the day, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's sunny and it's warm, and I'm on the stinking ocean, yeah. um, you know. Oh, yeah. And we go. We have our spots that we like to go to, and and that could be anywhere from 12 to 25 miles from shore. Um, because we like to do, you know, North Carolina, the Outer Banks, Chesapeake Bay. There's a couple islands out in the bay that we 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 know we can find the good rays. Um, so, you know, I I don't live there. I prefer, and we only spend a couple weeks a year there if we're lucky. Um, so I prefer just to keep all my open water uh, driving on in in the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So even though we do have a boat, we had a boat built specifically for uh, the ocean for stingrays. I mean, it's it's you're we're we're it it has great range. It's durable as can be. It's a high it has a hydraulic jack plate. It's a prop tunnel. It's it's three sixteenths bottom, eighth inch aluminum sides. I mean, it this thing's a tank. And it was built specifically for what we do in the ocean. It's overkill for around here, and it's a little big. Um, but it still works well here, too. But it was primarily designed so we can be safe in I those told waters. him to order it. We almost sank in the smaller boat in, like, four <laughs> foot of water. It was quite an ordeal. Yeah, and storm I came said, up. go ahead and design it. Yeah. <laughs> go. Well, we were in some big 80-90. We shot one, a Southern, that was well over 120 pounds. Um, and we weren't leaving. We saw the weather moving in, and out of our stupidity and greed, <laughs> we stayed, and we ended up getting swamped. And it's a miracle we made it back to the ramp. But um, There was more water coming in the back of the boat than we could bail out. Oh, yeah, the whole yeah. thing was flooded. But, um, yeah, so we had the Prodigy, down, it, Prodigy boy, boats down in Georgia built it. Um, to our specifications and yeah, they nailed it. It's yeah. So equipment wise, it's instinctive, right? You're not compound bow for bow fishing. Like we that. use everything. I mean, you can oh, use, I use a compound. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can use more kinetic energy, a, le a lever bow or yeah. I rarely use a recurve on the rays, no, um, but no sights. That's what I, cause yeah. It, yeah. if they're moving, it's hard to like aim. Yeah. There's no release, no sights, none of that. It's, it's instinctive shooting, okay. but you can use almost any equipment. Typically nothing over 45 pounds. Corey had me shoot um, a crossbow. Yeah. 
back when okay. uh, float. AMS was putting a crossbow together and a crossbow uh, retriever system, which is their reel and everything. And um, Jen shot a couple of rays with, like, I guess it was one of their prototypes. Uh, she shot two rays and said, no, nope, <laughs> that's enough for me, and went right back to the, the compound because mm-hmm. she didn't enjoy the crossbow. But yeah. Yeah. You can use almost any equipment. Is there any other things that we don't know that you guys do together with archery that Oh, I mean, well, we, we have hunted together. So we got hunting, we got target, we got compound shooting, we got 3D, outdoor 3Ds. Um, yeah, it really doesn't matter what it is. I don't think... Um, archery tag, love shooting him. Dodgeball with bows and arrows. <laughs> we have an aerial archery machine. Mm-hmm. So we have a machine that throws targets in the air and you can shoot it with bows and arrows. Yeah, well, and... and um, I was able to be on at the same time on Facebook the other day when you guys were going live, and I think you had some Whirlpool people oh, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Can, you just, can you just get into the little bit? Because uh, uh, you know, uh, I seen it. I don't know for sure if, if Hoyt no, even seen or even heard, and no. and Hoyt's affiliated with uh, with Whirlpool. If you could just get into details on um, what you guys did. And what was the reasoning behind it? Because I think there was some uh, some was team, team build. building things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I didn't even know you guys even offered that. So we could kind of like, I like to, for you to just kind of promote that a little bit. Well, it's archery tag. It's a game played with bows and arrows. The arrows have a foam tip. Um, the bows are ambidextrous, and the it's team on team play. So the rules can be just like dodgeball. You have six, seven people on each side. You got three bunkers to hide behind if you want. And when I blow the whistle, you run to the center, grab as many arrows as you can, run back to your side, knock, and start shooting the other side. Have fun shooting people you like and don't like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, there's uh, several different versions that we play. Um, We do a lot of youth groups. We do it for camps. We do it for... Um, birthday parties, birthday parties, class reunions, team building, marriage counseling. Oh, I mean, really? Bachelor parties. Yep. Bachelor yeah, parties. I mean, what says marriage counseling better than shooting your partner with a bow and arrow? Right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> could settle a dispute too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to uh, have their way or whatever. Yeah. You know, gets yeah. to buy the next boat for uh, yeah. bow fishing. Yeah. So I, I wish you know people are going to come in here and see. This is a. a pretty big bow shop i've been in i mean not a lot of bow shops but quite a few in my life this is a pretty big one for my standards at least so i mean you guys have a lot of people in here coming through uh we just talked about that event um what other things you have going on here usually a lot of youth classes we still have uh, a lot of youth classes some are kind of slower than um, the school year Uh, after labor day we'll start offering um, our 13 week semester long classes the schedule usually is on Tuesdays and Thursdays are classes in Niles and Wednesday and Fridays are classes in here in St. Joe where we are now. Uh, throughout the day we offer 301, 201, and 101 classes. Uh, we take anyone who wants to learn or who wants to get better and just take them as far as they want to go. We take teams to competitions. Uh, we have a uh, JOAD, an adult archery club through USA Archery, so once a month we shoot for score. And depending on what your score is and what pin you're, you know, there's a matrix. Uh, so you earn all these different pins and incentive program that we all love <laughs> and yeah. chase after those pins. The pins are based on different disciplines. So you could have traditional or 
barebow or Olympic recurve or compound. So you have lanyards that you put your pins on, and each lanyard represents a different discipline, and then each pin represents different scores. So you could literally fill up four lanyards if you want, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to shoot different disciplines. So we offer a pin shoot um, once a month, and it's typically um, on a Saturday a.m. at uh, Niles and then in the p.m. here at the St. Joe shop. Mm -hmm. So if someone's listening and wants to sign up for some of this, where do they go? Our website, the calendar, has all of our class information. So right now all of our summer classes there. The other good thing to do is just go to our calendar on a regular basis because we do really want to promote all of archery. So if we learn of any events, we put mm -hmm. them on our calendar. So that hopefully uh, we have a registration link there too. So if anybody out there, um, if you are hosting any archery events, you know, send us the information so we can go ahead and get it on our calendar for you. Yeah, okay, and that is uh, <clears throat> groundzeroarchery.com. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we're on have, Facebook as well. We have the Area Conservation Club uh, 3D shoots on there, so Dwajak and Paw Paw are on there. Um, the R100 from you know, up in Saginaw, that's on there. TAC was on there, which is a total archery challenge, which was this past weekend. So anytime I have um, um, access to the information regarding you know local shoots or relatively local shoots or whatever, I'll put them on the calendar um, so people can have basically just one convenient place to kind of go to and um and check that information out we also yeah. we also are um able to certify instructors so we have instructors fly in from uh, around the country um to get usa certified yeah okay. jennifer and i are level four olympic coaches now for usa archery um we're also instructor trainers so that allows us to certify other coaches up to level is it just two or three um right now it's the two um i'm working on level three because they just brought out the program yeah for it okay. and, and um, if i remember correctly i think uh in our pre-interview you had said that you, uh, you're level four right mm -hmm. and it goes up to level five but there's not very many of those no, in the united states no the way you get to level five is to be um invited by our head coach okay yep it's not like a course you can sign up for you have to take um, archers to a podium. You have to um, have displayed um, a thorough knowledge of the NTS system. Okay. Yeah, you basically have to be really involved in in fostering somebody, some of your students and some of your shooters, and taking them nationally to compete, and then moving them up in the ranks. And that basically shows. Um, you know, the organization, USA Archery, Kissick Lee, the head coach, that, <clears throat> you know, you have what it takes to be a level five, which I have no interest in it. <laughs> the level four was enough for me. Yeah, it was yeah. brutal. And, yeah. and, and now, actually, it's online. Well, it is, but the information is still brutal. So, But, I mean, it's good. I mean, it, it was very good, but both Scott and I agree it is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, um, certification courses we've ever taken yeah when and i've done the real estate exam and all of that and when you're standing in front of the head coach of the olympic team and then another level five coach on your own in a in a closed room and you're running through <laughs> what you're supposed to know and 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 displaying that you're proficient at it and that you can explain and teach it to others um it's kind of stressful yeah a lot of pressure there a lot yeah. of pressure a lot yeah. of pressure so folks if you want to learn from the best 
come down here to Ground Zero Ground Archery Zero. because yep. they they know what's going on. So. Well, and, and we've touched a lot on a, a, a ton of different areas, but um, well, I kind of want to just kind of turn a little bit uh, direction here um, and talk about your pro shop because I'm looking around here and you guys have got a lot of stuff. So not only all the stuff that you've we've already talked about that they offer, but then they also have um, a full pro shop here and in Niles, right? And Correct. if you could just kind of just um, touch base on what you guys offer as far as your guys' pro shop goes. Absolutely anything. Anything. Yeah, we do um, all servicing. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, we do uh, custom string installation, retiming, paper tuning. Um, we'll diagnose any situation. We can um, calculate FOC and kinetic energy. You know, we have a chronograph in each shop, of course. Um, and nothing happens without paper tuning. So, um, it really doesn't matter what we sell here or what comes through the door. If somebody comes in and wants some new arrows cut, um, we'll go through what, you know, kind of they're looking for, what their end goal is and what our recommendation is. Um, get some arrows cut or built for them, whatever they want, and then we will make sure uh, via paper tuning that it's set up perfectly for their bow. Um, any bow that's sold through here, doesn't matter if it's a used bow or a new bow, we make sure that those are all paper tuned and ready to go out the door. Um, any new bow that's purchased, um, all setup is included in the price of the bow. So uh, if you come here and you're looking for a new bow, give yourself about two hours minimum because it takes that long for us to set up a bow properly. Um, you know, draw length, draw weight, retiming, paper tuning, uh, getting everything set up perfectly, uh, and sighting in. So all that's included, and uh, when you walk out of the shop with a new bow, you're ready to climb up in a tree and do your business. And we've, yeah. had, we've had people driving across the country that somehow the Lord brought them to us, and we get them set up with everything they need to do, and they go on their hunt and they harvest. And they are so thankful that they just happened to stop by. One thing people need to know is we are passionate about archery, all of archery. But in the business started, um, in, I started the fall of 2013. But Scott and I have been together for 20 years. And archery is what brought Scott and I together. I asked him to be my, my archery um, partner for a, a, a league. league. A league. And our first date was to Cabela's and everything. Every time we, our whole honeymoon was all geared towards archery and, and fishing and fly fishing and stuff. It is, we have been planning this business since we've been dating. Every time we walked into an archery shop, we would comment or a, a, some kind of shop, oh, we really like that. How can we implement that into our business, into our archery shop? If we own an archery shop, we're going to do that. One of the, the reasons the mountainscape in uh, Niles is there, because on our when we go to Cabela's and that mountain with all those animals on it, who doesn't want to shoot that thing, right? right? <laughs> yeah, right. So we're like, we want that yeah. in, our archery, in our archery shop and stuff like that. So... Yeah, the, the mountainscape is just a teeny little scale thing. But, you know, as we were um, mentioning earlier about the the complex, that is literally with, with the 3D range that we kind of have in mind for in the shooting complex. That would be literally what you're walking into when you walk into a 70-meter indoor 3D range. It would literally just have – there was going to be real trees, stream running through it, um, and, and you'd be shooting animals, you know, 20 feet high. 
Yeah. So wow. we yeah. want yeah. we want to create an environment in which we would be ecstatic in shooting. Yeah, you just walk in there and you're just you don't want to leave ever. Well, I, I feel that way in here, so I can't even imagine how that's going to be when you guys, because I, I, I'm truly believing that you guys have got your mindset on this, um, and it's not something that I feel like is a selfish thing, that it's something that's driven more passion, just making money, um, because Jennifer, you've, you've mentioned it many times, uh, like your love for teaching kids, and uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. you guys keep doing the same thing that you're doing, because uh, you are doing an awesome job, and I feel like it's just a matter of time before everything falls in place for this awesome facility that you guys are dreaming about and it's just a matter of time um i look around in here and i I see pretty much guys you name it uh and i I see it i I see crossbows i see crossbow cases i see all kinds of um uh, recurves i see compounds what are the uh the name brands that you guys are um are pushing here well we we sell matthews and mission we have hoyt um, we sell the PSE bows, Prime, and Obsession down at the Niles location. Um, we carry, of course, we're a 10-point dealer. We do Killer Instinct. We sell Ravens, probably 5-to-1 of any other brand. Uh, so, Ravens, very popular. Yeah, so our St. Joe location has the, um, the Matthews, the Hoy, and PSE, and then Niles is going to be the PSE, the Prime. Man. Yeah, yeah, because there's territories for dealers. <laughs> so uh, you can't. Why. You and we can't, have Raven. We can't forget them. I already said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we okay. can't. You can't cross territories or whatever. But um, we got good solid lines at each um, each shop. Very happy with the PSE line. Phenomenal bow line. They've came a long way in probably five in the past five six years. Their top end stuff is phenomenal. Um, Prime uh, G5, of course, right here in Memphis, Michigan. Phenomenal product. Um, you can't beat their engineering, their their machining, their finish is just outstanding. I've never had one of the, never unboxed one of their bows that I found a nick, a mark, or a smudge on. Wow. Just insanely yeah. nice, nice equipment. Um, and of course, you know Hoyt and Matthews. They both those names, of course, everybody knows they hold probably the top two spots in the in the archery market as it is so yeah now you uh also partner with a uh outfit in town i think it's over by dwajack the strings oh that yeah. is that's mike with catfish custom bow strings yes. yep phenomenal guy incredible product um we'll install 60x or gas or abb or whatever a customer wants but i highly recommend uh, using the catfish custom strings fully warranted, guaranteed um, he builds a phenomenal product and it's all I'll run on my bows um, I've had I don't know how many sets of his strings we've installed um, and if ever there's even a minor issue he will replace it without any questions and he will take the other set apart and and disseminate what what went wrong with it but to be perfectly honest i think i've only had one i think we're probably over a thousand what do you think? well i've i've Is literally had had installed? one string that was uh yeah, he definitely. was experiencing uh peep twist in it and um he had just came in and was getting some stuff he i think he was getting ready for tack this year and uh he wanted to know if i could straighten his peep and he mentioned to me that it was something that happened relatively soon, but he thought it was normal. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is not normal. 
um, you know, I told him, I said, man, I wish you would have brought this in right away. We could have just, you know, got it taken care of. And so I, I called up Mike and Mike said, yeah, I'll burn out a new one for you. I'll ship it to you. Just send me the old one back so I can take that thing apart and see what happened. Um, and he, he, Mike's like us, you know, he wants to take care of people yeah. and he has yeah. a very good reputation. He builds an outstanding product and we'll be here for him, for him from, you know, forever. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he just opened an archery shop. Yep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, uh, he went from building strings part-time to full-time to, I need people to, I need a new, <laughs> a bigger facility. Um, so he has one now, uh, that he's just, uh, opened up and he's getting product done there and getting that all set up. So I'll be anxious to go up there and see oh, yeah, him someday. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to hear the success, success stories about, okay, your operation and then partnering with them and how that started up from really himself and in his own house and you know building up a good business like that so yep. just same same here yeah phenomenal guy he's um we have a people over profit business philosophy yeah. here um that's what we started niles with and um you know if we if we if we're not here to help people we got no business being yeah. here yeah and that's what we get from you the feeling we get from you it's it's your passion and it's about people and, and, and that's and, why we're here we just and that yeah. segues segues right into what i wanted to uh, talk about is um there was a little miscommunication uh, issue with mine and Hoyt getting together for our pre-interview and um i kind of thought it was you know i, I was I don't know. I I didn't really know what to think. I kind of came in here and was wait for Hoyt, wait for Hoyt. And I'm going, come on, Hoyt, what's going on, man? And <laughs> a little I'm like, texting error you know, on my end. And, uh, <laughs> and I, as I'm sitting here and I'm talking to, uh, I think Wes. it was Wes, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I can call you know Scott right now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just I need to figure out. And as I'm sitting here talking, I, I look up and I see a gentleman pull up and uh, outside the door, and he's he's walking this way and he's on he's on crutches. And I can see that there is a disability with him. It's a you know it's a visual disability, and he comes walking in, and Wes calls him by name, and uh, if I remember correctly, Dave. his name is David. Mm -hmm. Yes, and David has just started, and I talked a little bit about, about David, and it warmed my heart because I grew up with a father that had disabilities, and I seen you know people not accept him for who he was. And that's not what happened here. It, oh, it just no looked way, like you know. guys were open arms. Come on in here. David, he, he is not the strongest person. And you can see this. And um, he had a vision of wanting to learn how to shoot. And he had the courage to come in here. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I, you know, me, I would have been like, I don't know about this, but he, he came in here. Um, I'm not real sure who he was working with, but um, started shooting. And I think it, uh, when we were in here, he'd been shooting for about two months. That earlier that day, he had got his first Robin Hood and he was pretty excited. And he was coming back again to shoot again. And he's in pretty much every day, but I guarantee he's not here because he's sitting in Niles right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's either this yep. location or the other one. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I had to set a little bedroom for but, him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, his chair is out there. Um, no, we, I have several students that um, actually have to pull the string with their uh, teeth. 
okay mm-hmm. um, we have been trained on adaptive mm-hmm. archery we do not discourage it we encourage it I've reached out to groups um, uh, like the the deaf community I w- would love to have them come in for archery uh, you yeah, know what, guys, and if you keep doing that right there, yeah, I mean, exactly. you have already succeeded, you yeah. know, um, just. That's what that's what life is about. Yes. That is what life and is about. Just hearing how, you know, how highly David talked about you guys and how he felt just welcomed. Um, you know, you guys are doing it right. And I just, uh, you know, I applaud you guys. Well, keep thank doing you. this. And, um, yeah. you know, you're touching lives. Um People may not realize, you know, the kids may not realize it later, but uh, I know that you're you're throwing out seeds. You're you're oh, yeah. you're a seed thrower, and um, you know, you guys are doing it right. And I, I just I'm proud of you guys. And um, unfortunately, I have not had a chance to make it over to the Niles location. We uh, we want to get over there and see that location too. So, um, but uh, we're just. Uh, Hoyt, that was a whole lot of information. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that yeah. is a lot of information. I mean, I just, I'm like, just like at all, because here again, you're talking to a couple of guys that uh, love to just, you know, pick up their bow during, you know, well, we pick them up and we shoot them prior to hunting. Um, but, you know, our main passion is, is, is whitetail hunting and, and to see how big this area is for other types of archery and and it's it's awesome guys thank you for sitting down you made our mine and hoyt's job very 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 easy, easy today yeah. and um you know I, I i thank you guys for the relationship that we have and what's starting because you know as this podcast gets bigger and bigger and bigger and our listener base gets bigger and bigger um we're going to be back in here and um, you guys are going to be able to share again with the other people that have not been able to um, hear the, uh, what you have going on here. So we just want to thank you guys. If you are needing of any type of archery supplies, a bow, um, maybe just to learn how to shoot, this is the place to be. You can visit them at, uh, groundzeroarchery.com. Uh, they're waiting for you. They've got uh, everything you need. And we do have a walk-in program also. So you can walk in and for $20, you can rent equipment and you get an hour of range time. And depending on if our bow techer, we have uh, staff on, you know, people, on, coaches on staff, uh, we'll give you a quick lesson. In fact, that was the two gentlemen that just walked past us. Yep. They just had stopped in and said, hey, you know, we get, we thought about archery, just doing something different. And it, do you have that? Yes. So then Coach Noah was able just to run them through real quick as he was shooting too. And uh, you could see they were out there. I could yeah. see because I'm facing that way. They were <laughs> laughing, having a good time, and they just walked out. Yep. Uh, any um, other promotions that you guys have got going on? Anything you guys, um, like uh, any sales or anything that you guys got going on right now? Are there any events coming up that are No, close? we we have uh, <clears throat> this past weekend, Noah and I and Wes were down at uh, in Cloverdale, Indiana for the uh, Cloverdale Traditional Nationals, um, which was a, a traditional outdoor 3D shoot. And then this weekend at the Bering County Sportsman's Club, for anybody that's interested in traditional archery, is the uh, Compton Traditional Bow Hunter Rendezvous. And that is a pretty big deal. Every <laughs> so, Father's Day. Yeah, every Father's Day weekend. So if uh, anybody out there is interested in traditional archery or if you're already a traditional archer, um, there are three outdoor 3D courses. They have aerials, so they have 
they have archery aerials that they run there as well. We will be running a outdoor 3D uh, course, a supervised uh, area for kids to come and shoot 3D targets. We will have our bows and arrows there. So uh, any kids that don't have equipment, does not know how to shoot, we'll be there teaching kids how to, to shoot archery. Um, and we'll also be vendors out there. So we'll be selling traditional uh, bows and equipment as well. Um, they have seminars, food, um, there will be people flint napping, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a great time for the family. If uh, archery is in, in your mind at all, that's a really good one to go to and, and check out all the vendors and the bow builders and the speakers and just everything. Yeah. Well, you know, you're gonna have to explain how you found another 24 hours in a day because you are busy all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all are. the time with archery. So it, it's amazing what you guys do every, every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Promotion and teaching. That's what we're about. Yep. Well, guys, I think uh, we've given us a lot of information, and I, and I thank you guys for taking the time and, and doing this podcast. And um, once again, listeners, if you have any uh, questions for them, come down. Uh, they're in Niles and in St. Joe, and it is at groundzeroarchery.com. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the future you would let us back in to maybe uh, do a little podcast with an event here or something like yeah. that, yeah. a yeah. tournament or whatever. Maybe you guys maybe, yeah. can run around with headphones and shoot each other with yeah. guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you better get wireless for that. <laughs> so Jennifer and Scott, thank you for, uh, for letting us come in here, and um, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you thank very you. much for coming. Hello, listeners. This is Scott and Coach Dawson, owners of Ground Zero Archery. Thank you for listening to the Southwest Michigan Back 40 Podcast. Thanks, Scott and Jennifer. On behalf of Southwest Michigan's The Back 40 Podcast, we'd like to thank Ground Zero Archery for letting us come in and hang out with them. Boy, did we learn a lot. And we hope you listeners did too. If you need anything to do with archery, make sure to check out groundzeroarchery.com or visit them in St. Joe or Niles. Thanks for joining us out on another adventure out on Southwest Michigan's The Back 40 Podcast.